I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight years old. When I gave my life to Jesus at this young age, I didn't fully understand what I was doing. But what I did know was that I loved Jesus. And I didn't want to go another day without Jesus being a part of my life. My family, we went to a loving, small Methodist church of around 50 members or less. 50 members on a good day. In Tracy City, Tennessee. We, uh, my family, we took the drive each Sunday from Winchester. Went up the hill, went up the mountain. Depends on who you are if you call it a hill or a mountain. <laughs> from Winchester because that's the church that my grandparents went to. And when I made this commitment with Jesus, this loving church in Grundy County, Tennessee, they gave me gifts. Uh, gifts including a personalized Bible and also a children's Bible that told many of the stories that are included in the Bible in a way that I couldn't understand it at the age of eight. Many nights I would join my father on the couch or in the bed, as he, and as he would read his Bible, I would also read my children's Bible along with him. I haven't ever been a big reader in my life. It's something that I've always made myself do. I make myself read, but it's never been something that I necessarily enjoy doing. I just have a hard time sitting down and just reading a book. I, my mind is in a hundred different places most of the time. I've always been one of those that likes to buy books to make up for my lack of reading. You know, it's kind of like having a gym membership and not going. It's the same concept. But I do make it a point to study my Bible each morning, and then at night before I go to bed, I read a book. I read one chapter of a book each night before I go to bed. And I've tried this since being that young boy reading that children's Bible next to my father. And when I actually finish a book, I get excited. Lee can probably tell you this too. And I tell everyone, hey, I read a book. I actually finished one. And this is what I liked about it. I did this same thing on my Sunday school teacher when I was eight years old. She's the one that got me the children's Bible. I busted in the doors of my Sunday school class and I told my Sunday school teacher, Miss Gail Van Hoosier, I said, Miss Gail, Miss Gail, I read the entire Bible that you gave me. And expecting to get a prize, a sticker, or something out of it, she instead replied joyfully back with, Great job. Read it again. And this response sparked something in me that made me want to read that book again. This time I was reading it with purpose. I was reading that, I was reading that children's Bible on the bus to and from school. I was reading that, that children's Bible at the lunchroom. And soon my friends started to see what I was reading and I was able to tell them about the stories of Jesus that I was reading in my children's Bible. I was preaching, I didn't even realize it. But Miss Gail's words of encouragement 
that caught me off guard lit a fire in me that subconsciously made me consider my spiritual state with Jesus. Her words encouraged me to become a better follower of Jesus. And her words encouraged me to tell others about Jesus and the stories I had heard about Jesus. Words like this can better be called holy words. Holy words are the right words at the right time. Holy words challenge us. They aren't always statements that make us necessarily feel good. They don't always sound good when we hear them. When I was in high school, for example, I played basketball. Believe it or not, I did. I was going into my junior year, and the coach of my basketball team wanted to see me try harder than I was trying. And the way that he did so was by asking if I wanted to be the manager the next season. (laughs) Since there were so many 8th graders that were coming up who were very talented and they went through the state tournament. And the statement didn't feel good when I heard it, but it made me try harder. And it made me practice every chance I could to prove that I belonged on the team. And that's what holy words do. Holy words wake us up and they encourage us to try harder and and to be better. If you remember, this is Paul's conversion. Paul, he hears the holy words of Jesus asking, he says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So as you can hear, holy words, they correct our steps. Holy words give direction to our next steps. Holy words cultivate faith to lead you toward the direction that the Holy Spirit is calling you to go. And most importantly, holy words always point back to Jesus. The last few Sundays, we've been in a sermon series titled Livestream, Learning to Listen to the Holy Spirit in the Moment and Respond. Ivan Philby, he is the author of this book, Livestream, and this is what he says about livestreaming and what livestreaming is. He says, I recently heard speaker and author J.D. Walt differentiate between downloading and livestreaming in the Christian life. He likened downloading to preparing a sermon. A sermon is researched, rehearsed, and delivered at a set time and place. A person preparing a talk or sermon knows that they want to say, they know what they want to say and hopefully how to bring the address to a close. But live streaming is the exact opposite. Live streaming is spontaneous, unrehearsed, and can happen anywhere and at any time of the Holy Spirit's choosing. In our scripture for this morning, the Holy Spirit is, we will see that the Holy Spirit is live streaming through an angel to a faithful man named Cornelius providing him with holy words for someone of importance. Let's pick up here and let's read together. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. In Caesarea there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming to him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. 
And the angel replied, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send men to Joppa and summon a man there named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. And as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. And he told them what had happened and he sent them to Joppa. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's take a moment and let's just briefly summarize this short piece of scripture. Cornelius, defined as a faithful and devout man who practices regularly in spiritual disciplines, receives a live-streamed message from the Holy Spirit to send for Simon Peter, one of Jesus' very own followers. Peter knows both God the Father and God the Son. He had been given God the Holy Spirit in order to provide spiritual power to be a witness as Jesus' Lord to others. But Peter's knowledge of salvation was incomplete. And this message from Cornelius to Peter was so that Peter may come to realize what he says in Acts chapter 10, 34. I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. When we receive holy words, like Peter, they catch us off guard. They make us consider correcting our current spiritual state. They make us a better follower of Jesus. And they encourage us to tell others about Jesus. When we are faithful to God and we are open to allowing the Holy Spirit to use us, the Holy Spirit will live stream holy words through us to help us help others achieve the same. And sometimes holy words don't come just through voice, but they come through actions. Sometimes holy words can come through a physical sharing of a person's pain or suffering where, where you feel what they can feel and you offer to help them pray through it. Sometimes holy words come through the Holy Spirit giving you the feeling of a pain that someone else feels so that you may bring healing to that person. Sometimes holy words come through opening the door for a stranger at the local grocery store. Or paying an extra tip for the single mother who's waiting tables late on a Friday night. Or visiting that friend who lost their spouse a month ago and is now living alone. This is live streaming the Holy Spirit in harmony with the ministry of Jesus Christ to bring wholeness and purpose into the lives of God's people. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to do what Jesus did on earth and Jesus did what the Father wanted done and the outcome always points to Jesus to build up faith in Jesus to bring salvation through Jesus freedom healing and joy to the life of the person the Holy Spirit revealed to Cornelius that he needed to send for a man in Joppa and listen to what he had to say and the Holy Spirit gave Peter a vision of God's salvation for all people to prepare him to go to the home of a Gentile to share the good news of Jesus Christ as Lord. 
And the result was this. The entire household believed, and the Holy Spirit filled them with the presence and the power of God, and they were all baptized, and they all became followers of Jesus. So, when the Holy Spirit speaks holy words to you, whether that's in a thought, a vision, a dream, through a person, through a feeling, an impression of knowing, listen. Let the healing take place. Invite the holy words of the Holy Spirit to correct you and shape you and mold you to look more and more like Jesus. When given that special task to share holy words with someone, ask yourself, do I need to say anything at all? Sometimes we are giving a word of knowledge so that we can pray for that person. Ask yourself, how can I accurately and effectively communicate this revelation to this person? Be aware of your tone. Don't be harsh, condemning, or belittling. Don't build up an ego in sharing a word like Jonah did. Be gentle and humble. Communicate the revelation with pure motives, knowing that holy words are spiritual gifts meant to serve others and not to serve ourselves. Most of all, in receiving holy words or communicating them, remember that the goal is always to point that person back to Jesus. For He is the Holy Word. Jesus is the Word who existed from the beginning. The Word who gives life, purpose, meaning, and healing to everything created in this moment. And He is the Word that will endure through all generations for all eternity. Take hope that the Father in heaven sees you, loves you, and sent His Son, the Word, to save you. The Son of God sent the Holy Spirit to be His presence with you so that you will come to know the love and freedom of God and will give you the power to share His Holy Word with others. I want to close this morning with these words from Paul in 1 Thessalonians, given that so given so that all may become Christians and so that all may live in such a way as to increase their faith, build up the church and be the light of Jesus in the world. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and they give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always tries to do good to each person and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. 
And now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Let us pray. Holy Lord, all we have is yours. You are the Holy One who speaks holy words of love, correction, and healing into our souls. Speak to us now these words of assurance. Fill us with your holy fire so that we may boldly share and boldly proclaim your holy word with someone who needs to experience your touch. Let your power fall on us and change our hearts. Open heaven wide and pour out the rain of your Holy Spirit over our lives. Change us, renew us, empower us to become like you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.